Welcome to Ridge Ridge Outdoors Podcast. Based out of Southern California, we talk everything from hunting, camping, tips and tactics to help our fellow hunters find success. This podcast is brought to you by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. What's going on, guys? John and I are back at it again in the studio. Uh, <clears throat> just recording some podcasts, getting some contents out there. Uh, real quick, man, I want to... I wanna, um, throw a shout out to Archery Geek Custom Strings. Make sure you use the promo code RIDGE15. You'll get 15% off on your next set of strings from Evan. He's a good dude, does great work, uh, lines up great. Also, want to give a big shout out to our buddies down there at schoutdoors.com. Uh, they got a great forum going on and um, super good people out there. Post all your hunting stories, yep. read threads. They stay up to date on political issues as far as uh, hunting and shooting. Good, good hunting community for Southern California that really kind of helps the new hunters get their uh, feet wet, so yep. to speak, in Southern California. Yeah, so this episode, guys, we're going to dive into uh, a little bit of, of, I like to call it urban hunting, and I didn't even come up with the term. He, the guy that did, his name's Jesse, uh, ate Stilltown. He's actually a forum member, SCH Outdoors forum member, and that's where I actually met him from. Uh, he actually sent me a picture yesterday, and... Uh, he shot his first tom, but but he moved from Southern California. He moved to Michigan, and he was one of the dudes that lived up in the Inland Empire up here in Temecula, and uh, I I pretty much cut my teeth hunting with this guy. He's a super cool buddy of mine. We're going to get him on the phone. He's, uh, it, like I said, he moved from Southern California, and he moved to Michigan, and he's been chasing chasing turkeys ever since and shooting deer out there. It's a good time, so we're giving yep. him a call right now. Yep, giving him a call. Oh, there he is. Hey, what's up? What's going on, man? You picked up quick. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, dude, right on, dude. We, uh, I just kind of let the listeners know who you were a little bit, but uh, since you're on the phone now, man, maybe you go ahead and give yourself a shout out and plug yourself out. Sure, I'm uh, Eight Steel Town on Instagram. My name's Jesse. Uh, hunting for probably about ten years now or so, ten twelve years. Born uh, in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. Moved to California, Southern Cali, and then. Uh, just recently moved out to Michigan. I've been here for about eight months now. Yeah, I told I actually told the listeners that um, I actually met you off the forum, realized we both lived in the same area, and uh, we started hunting together. I pretty much cut my teeth hunting with you, like learning birds and whatnot. And uh, the fact that you moved to, moved to Michigan, it, it sucks losing a hunting buddy because they're few and far between, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So... Um yeah, there was uh, a, a lot of times where I didn't know anything about hunting, so I joined that forum, see if I could meet some like-minded buddies, and, you know, met up with you, and I'd been hunting dove and quail and bunny for about two or three years by that time, maybe four years. Yeah, man. So That that dude, when I met up with you, and I was like, ah, you know, because my, you know how it is, you always meet random people, and dude, me and you literally met in a field. I think, obviously, yeah. we met online, but when we actually got together, we, you know, we were meeting in a field, and I think... The first time me and you actually got together, I think I had my dog. And remember, like, I'd been talking to her, oh, yeah, I got this dog. You know, I've been working with her and all this good stuff. And we went out and, yeah. we, and we went out <laughs> shooting dove, and I let her off leash, dude. Remember, she beelined for like a thousand yeah. yards. She took off. You know, I'll be back. <laughs> dude, it sucked, man. That was the, that was the day that I uh, realized I needed an e-caller real quick. Yeah. You know, so she came around. I'll tell you what. From from where she was first time we hunted through 
all the times doing dove and and duck, she was just I mean, she kept, she turned into an absolute hunting machine. Right? Dude, it's crazy, man. And I remember at Worcester, one time at Worcester, man, I had a guy flat out my dog was in the back of the truck down there at uh, the refuge and he says, "Get that pit bull out of here." Told me that. Yeah. And I was like, "God, yeah. man, you want to fight?" Like, Jesus, man, it's like calling my kid retarded or something, you know? No joke. (laughs) You know, and I was like, gosh, dang, but dude, he didn't know. He didn't know I had a a solid duck dog. And man, I I don't know, man, you've been with me a long time. I was hunting, hunting these back ponds and in unincorporated Riverside County and whatnot. And I was telling the listeners prior to you getting on, it's like, you came up with the phrase urban hunting. Yeah, it definitely is for how many times that, you know, hunters are relying on resis where, you know, you don't get the draw and that's your only you know, a source of being able to go duck hunt and you got to wait for the rain to come flood the fields and then go jump hunt, you know, jump yep. shoot. So that, that made it really hard, you know, until you find a honey hole and obviously you keep those tight to your vest. But, you know, that dog is, is, was just incredible. Every, every time I hunted with her after that it was just incredible. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I, I remember pushing her a hundred yards, dude, blind retrieve. She's got, it was a good time, man. I, I mean, the dog has come a long way. She, she's nine She's nine now, and dude, she's still, she's still a hundred, hundred percent. Well, at least you know. I mean, it's kind of like if if you look at yourself in the mirror, you never really realize you gain weight if you gain it over a, a long period of time. So I don't know if my sure. dog has slowed down, you know, from what like she really was. But you know, she's still a puppy to me. You know. Sure. Yeah, Callie was the, uh, the reason that I went and got myself a dog because I don't know how many times I'd go shoot a shoot a lake and and down a duck and straight up take off my waders and everything go swim out and go get a duck and oh yeah uh, no i'm not not doing this anymore so when i got myself a dog because you had one oh yeah absolutely dude and and i you know it's crazy that dog is uh you know a lot of people don't understand when when me and you started hunting together we literally were hunting like ditch banks in farm fields right and we used the old uh, fishing game code 2016 to our benefit and and a lot of people yeah. out here do they they really do up here in riverside county and which is completely legal but me and you have had and i'll tell you the truth jesse me and you have had the best duck hunting together uh than i've ever had and ever since you've left i'm not gonna lie dude the past year year and a half out here has been bad like it hasn't been what it was yeah the later, the later the migration comes down, the later the rain hits you. I mean, it's, it's, there's so much impact to it, not to mention the amount of people that are moving into Riverside County and don't know the laws and even yep. police that don't know the laws, and, you know, will call on you and, and they'll try and run you off. You, you have to basically call Fish and Game and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm legal. I got a range finder says I'm this far away. Right. You know, I'm going off all these statutes. So you, you got to prove your legitimacy. Yep. Pretty much day in, day out, unless you find something way off the beaten path, which is almost impossible in California. Right. Dude, it, tell me this, bro. How many times, because this hasn't happened to me. I mean, I've had I've had cops roll up on me, and you're completely legal. But, you know, out in those fields and stuff, cops will share to roll up. I've never been thrown in the dirt, but you have. How many, yeah. <laughs> how many times has that happened, bro? Three times I've been, I've been actually sat on the ground in the dirt, handcuffed, had my truck stripped out all my stuff thrown on the ground because somebody called, Jesus. you know, report that I was, I was doing something. So one time I was, I was in a uh, homeland area and I was legally hunting, hunting quail. Somebody called the cops and said that I was dressed in uh, assault rifle gear, whatever that means. I'm not sure what that means, but 
Yeah, cop showed up, and I came down the hill. I, anytime police show up, first thing you do is stop hunting, walk over, introduce yourself, tell them what you're doing. So I did that, and they uh, had guns drawn and pulled me out, handcuffed me, dropped me on the ground, and took everything out of my truck, tried to kick me out of the spot, and basically had to fight for my right to hunt. Yeah. You know, if you want me to get off this property, you got to call Fish and Game and tell the, the for Fish and Game tell me I can't be here because you can't legally tell me I have to go. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times people don't know the laws and uh, you get the cops called on you. But, you know, that's part of urban hunting. You, you know, you got to try and find the spot where you're going to impact the least amount of people and right. not piss people off. Well, me, me and you, we wised up to that situation pretty quick. And, and what we ended up doing was actually calling the sheriff's department. And letting in, yeah. letting them know where we were gonna be, what we were doing, and the time frame that we were gonna be there. And and when we started doing that, we didn't have any issues at all. No, none at all. You know, and they they appreciated it. You call them, tell them, hey, I'm gonna be starting here. I'm gonna have this many guys, this this truck, these dogs, right. shooting with a shotgun. I'll call you when I leave, and that's all fine. You know, it worked for us for for a long time until one point I got a phone call from uh, a sheriff's deputy you know, questioning when I was hunting, where I was hunting. And all of a sudden it turned into from an interrogation into a hunting conversation where the guy wanted to know what kind of ducks I got, how often I go there. How <sighs> that happened. Yep. Basically the cop was trying to steal my spot. And that's what ended up happening, dude. Cause I'm not going to lie. Uh, I hunted, I hunted that particular area this year. And, um, the Saturday before I went on a Sunday and the Saturday before me fishing game actually came up and checked me on that Sunday. And I was like, dude, wow. that, I've never seen fishing game here. And he goes, oh, man, nope. I was here yesterday. There was eight trucks here. Eight, wow. dude. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, wow. And and I remember that's, it's bad, dude. Well, it's, yeah, uh, that, that's ours, too, is anytime we've ever gone and hunted anywhere, not only do we clean up after ourselves, but we pick up a little bit extra tr- just to try and maintain the area. Because yeah. think about how many spots, you know, 10 years ago, I had I had thirty different hunting spots within a ten mile circle. Right. And and the, before I left it was down to six because of how many got shut down from people just trashing the area. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, it's nuts, man. It, it's bad over there too. Yeah, it is. And dude, because uh, I, I run around that pond. Yeah, the, the so. amount of trash that's there now, Jesse, is horrible, dude. Yeah, that's a bummer. And dude, I I I honestly, man, for for shit for over two duck seasons man i haven't seen the amount of ducks that would drop in on us back in the day at all man like it, it's it's nothing compared man, to what it was we got we got rained on by mallards i mean i'm talking within within an hour you'd, you'd see 60 70 mallards drop in Dude, one year my great was hot and we had like 10 12 different species of duck I mean, oh just, yeah wow that's cool unbelievable. whacking wood ducks bro yeah, it was okay. nuts. And the, the crazy thing was, was that area that we were hunting, bro, had like a little bit of everything. It was like you could have like the Arkansas timber where like you literally go stand in the timber and they would drop straight down into the timber on us. And then you yeah. have the deep water and then you'd have some shallow air. It was crazy. So you, you got a vast in this little area. You had a vast uh, amount of habitat and, and dude, it was just great. It was, it was an amazing yep. thing. And and. Those were the heydays, bro. Those, those things are gone. I'm not going to lie because now it's it's posted. Everything's posted up. People are dumping trash or boats everywhere, like kick, kick boats off trailers. I mean, it's nasty. Yeah. So it sucks, dude. So it is what it man, is. Yeah. It is, dude. Yeah. And, and that's what happens, man. Good dudes end up losing losing honey holes because of individuals not being considerate, you know. But it, it's one of those things. 
But uh, that's why that's why every time we've hunted, we find a spot, we hunt it right, we scout it, we take the time, you know, and do it right. Yeah. You know, I've I've had some of my absolute best hunting stories at, at spots that you and I have found or that you and I have hunted. Yeah. You know, I I shot a, I shot a coyote and three greenheads. You know, with within five seconds, they were just all right there. You know, for the culmination of the two hour setup sitting there waiting for the sun to come up so many ducks on the water coyote comes over and jumps the ducks but they land closer to me and and you know I, within within five seconds i shoot and then i shoot the coyote too and to get a story like that and a situation like that it's hard if you don't do the prep work you don't make sure that everything you're doing is right right you can get busted and then you know you can get skunked how many times do we get skunked going places and trying to go hunt oh but yeah dude you know what i mean it's, it- it's about those those one-timers that happen that just, you know, keep you going. Oh, yeah, they make, they make your day. And it was like, look at all the research we would do, right? I mean, we were yeah. calling the county, the city, to make sure we were inside or inside or outside of city property and making sure that we were in unincorpor- unincorporated Riverside County to so that the hunting laws were, were different from the city limit. You know what I mean? Dude, yep. we, did, we did our research left and right to hunt. But it is possible, and, and the listeners need to understand that. Yep, use, use yes. all your electronics. Use them. Onyx maps. Maps, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Call the city, call the county. You mm-hmm. know. Call them all, up. All their maps are online. Um, learn how to use your computer. Absolutely. And that's the truth, because me and Jesse, we've been hunting together for a while before he moved. But me and Jesse have definitely hunted the refuges together. And, and I will tell you that the majority of our best hunts that we could recall were in urban situations like not necessarily like your neighbor's house right but like outskirts yeah uh, unincorporated in, a, in the legal spot to yeah hunt. and and it was amazing a, a housing community a housing community within within 250 yards yeah you know, dude like yeah. right and and people people would go well that's what are you talking about? You can't do that. Well, yeah, you can if it's in unincorporated counties. It Well, check your jurisdiction. By no means am I saying go do it wherever you're at. I'm just saying do your homework. There are there are avenues to do this type yep. of stuff. And it's a little bit different out here where we're at because a lot of it, five minutes from where I'm sitting right now, it's it's farm fields and BLM right. land and, you know, stuff like that. So it's it's a little bit different. But it is, uh, without a doubt, man, I've, I've had the best hunts you know, in these flooded, flooded drainages and these, you know, ponds, these seasonal ponds that flood out for three months a year that you, you know, if you drove by in September, you wouldn't even know that water held there. You know what I mean? Like it's just crazy how it all happens. And, and those flood channels when, you know, you, you're, you look at it and you're all, there's no way I can get in there on those ducks. You can see the ducks, but you know, it's 50 yards wide. Yeah. Miles on coming out of the mountains. Yep. And you got to for fud it, get down on the ground and pretty much crawl to oh, get yeah. to a spot to get birds. But I mean, that's how I got my first green wing teal and multiple green wings. Just, you know, you just got to do it. You got to do the research. You got to spend the time. You got to get out there and really want it. Right. Dude, uh, real quick for the listeners, man. Um, Jesse's the only, only individual that I know that'll, that'll eat a ruddy with a smile on his face. Oh yeah, oh yeah! Give me some ruddies. <laughs> oh man, you love them. What, what were you calling them? Like a piece of ribeye or a piece of red meat or whatever? Yeah, it's a chunk of red meat. If you if you brine any duck and you do a good brine and do it over the course of a week, where you're you know scaling back the amount of salt in there, it'll pull the blood out of the capillaries. They got large capillaries because they fly so high, so they can hold their blood pressure. But you you do a good brine over the course of a week, 
by the time you grill that thing up, it is like a straight big chunk of meat. And, you know, there was a time where I had a ton of birds and I would just eat duck for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and had no idea the amount of cholesterol. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I'm talking, I'd eat like three, four birds a day, you know, go back out, get more birds, come back and eat. And, right. You know, it's the kind of thing you got to do in moderation. But, yeah, right. I, I don't care about a ruddy dude. I, I'm, not a, I'm not big on the coots. Those are more like super muddy, like yeah. nasty. Right. But a ruddy, yeah, I'll take a ruddy. Yeah, man. You're like the only dude that I know that's like, you smack a, a ruddy and you're like, yeah, man, it's great. You know? Yeah. You know? It, it's awesome, though, that you eat those things and, and you dig them. You know, I, I always had a problem being able to cook them and make them palatable to me. But at the same time, I would always just take all my birds, freezer them up, and then have them jerkied out. And uh, it always yeah. came out very well. You know, I like jerky yeah. and duck. It was good stuff. I was going to you know, we had we had those heydays where you had these amazing dabbler ducks that came in that were corn fed. They were in the fields eating the rolled corn, and yeah. you could literally pop the guz, the gizzard, and, and you could see the corn in them. You yeah, know? and they were amazing. But those days when those weren't there, where those local ducks were just on like the main main lakes and they hadn't been scared off, right? And you have nothing but ready. So what are you going to do? You're going to not shoot a duck, or right. you're going to shoot a duck, go home and eat some duck, right? You know? So that. that and that, my whole thing was was you know if, if i'm hunting with jesse um i gotta get my dog wet right i mean so it was always like if i took my dog hunting dude she, she'd go crazy to sit in there with birds on the water you know so every yeah. chance i had an opportunity to bust one of these things flying dude i did just just to get the dog wet it's all about reps with your dog you know if Absolutely. you, if, if you don't keep a knife sharp it goes dull same thing with a dog man i mean a dog will never really forget how to hunt it just needs to tune out you need to sharpen you need to hone those skills once that dog realizes what you're asking of it so you get it, that's why it's like you, you never stop training a dog you, you really never do absolutely i mean i i spent when i got my dog duck and, and started training her on dove and quail and duck and getting sense and getting decoys throwing and doing all the practicing i mean she was she was so on point not not cali on point where cali was a retriever she would flush she would point i mean she was just the gambit my dog was just a great great on scent and she would retrieve no problem right. and you know when hard with her she could she could find those those cubby quails or cubby uh quails you know no problem for me yeah. so I, i'd go out we'd, we'd walk 10 miles you know zigzagging circles back and forth trying to find them but once she got on it, it was just like, dude, I'd, I'd live it out no problem in an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, you just stay on them. Almost out how good the dog was, but now that I've moved out here, she is just, she's out of practice. I got to get her back on it because, uh, yeah, she, she'll chase a turkey out of the yard right. and then come back like proud as opposed to go get that damn turkey and bring it back to Right, her. right. Dude, what about, uh, do you guys got pheasant out there and stuff? Well, the pheasant. Uh, apparently because of overhunting at, at some point and development, land development, the pheasant is like a ghost out here, kind of like the hog of Southern California. Yeah. So they have the same thing with like planted birds that they have in Southern California, but the wild pheasant, uh, you know, it's few and far between and the guys who actually know where they are obviously aren't talking. Right. What about, uh, I, well, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think dove hunting's illegal in Michigan. Yeah, it's illegal. They call it a songbird. It was legal probably 15, 20 years ago. Uh, it's funny. I talked to some people at work who hunt 
person was telling them about dove hunting and they, they kind of scowled out it like, oh my God, it's disgusting. And you've never eaten dove? It's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's good delicious. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so it's definitely a different state of mind from a Southern California hunter who really wants to just get anything, will do anything to try and get some meat, make it sustainable, make it delicious every time. So you, you come home with some pride for it, you know. Right. Coming out here, it's, if you're if you're hunting, you're hunting turkey, or you're hunting duck, or you're hunting deer, and that's all people do. Right, right. Are you not a big goose hunter out there? Oh, I am, and I'll tell you what. Where I live right now, I've got a I've got a giant marshland right across the street from me, and I've got geese and sandhill cranes flying right over my tree line. That's maybe maybe forty feet high. Right. I'm considering doing a layout blind on the roof whenever it's the season so i can get them as they're flying over you should dude I'll, I'll tell you right now man you take that that 870 you got by the way listeners uh jesse's got the cleanest remington 870 12 gauge you'll ever see that's been in use in the field he, he keeps this thing I've had it for 15 years and probably put i don't know twelve thousand rounds through it i mean nice. that thing is dude it's back and forth it's i've replaced parts on I always wipe it down, keep it clean. For yeah, that. that that thing is so clean. Every time I've ever seen it, I'm like, gosh, dang, man! Like my 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 870 just beat the S, you know, because it's, it's my work my workhorse. You know, I love the thing and I keep her clean, but not like you, man. But yeah, yeah. he's got a picture of it with his turkey. Does he? So speaking of turkey, you want to yeah. roll into your turkey story? Yeah, man. Let let let's uh let's hear it, dude. Let's hear your turkey thing because I know you were trying to hunt sure. him out here and and it's tough out here, but out there's a different story. Yeah. Big time hard out there. I've been to San Diego a few times, San Diego County, and, and tried for turkey and not even seen one. And if I did, it was a hen, you know, 300 yards. But I moved out here, and it happened to be turkey season when I came out here. And my wife one day yelled at me, there's turkeys in the yard. So I run outside, and there's there's a five-pack of hens walking by, and it's just in my grass. You know, and I shoot a turkey, and I'm all, God, I got my first turkey. It's amazing. So this year I became more committed to, you know, spring turkey. I'm going to, I'm going to get a blind. I'm going to practice calling. I got a diaphragm call and a box call and I'm going to do it. So season opened up last week, every day, every morning I get in that, get in that blind and just, just do a little bit of calling, just doing a little bit. Cause I've seen them. They'll walk right through my yard. My neighbor's got 20, 30 every morning, every afternoon on his property. So they wouldn't shock respond whenever i'd call with an owl call or a crow call they were just quiet so one day i I'd, I'd go out and i hunt this was yesterday yesterday morning actually went out and uh, hunted for about four hours and just sat there didn't hear anything didn't see anything came back up to the house had some lunch came outside to have a beer and i heard a gobble and it was it, it was probably 300 yards off i mean right. it was far so i just grabbed my box call and just did a little bit of putting and and yelp and it responded and i was like okay it's on so i grab my shotgun i still had all my camo on so i go over and lean at the edge of my property just get down on my knees and kind of hide behind a tree and again it, it calls i do some calling all of a sudden it, it calls back and it's closer it's right in my deer stand at about 200 yards and uh i see him I see him coming, and he's coming hot. I mean, he's like almost at a sprint. He's on it. And <laughs> That's cool. He's on it, man. He's on it. So by the time he gets to the bottom of my hill, my house is situated on top of like a knoll. So he gets to the bottom of my hill, and now I'm like almost prone on the ground. 
and I'm in a bad spot. My shotgun's beside me. I can't see where he's coming up or if he's even going to come up. So if he doesn't come up, I got like a 30, 40 yard shot down the hill, which I'd prefer not to take. Right. But I do just some little putts and then I lean up and I look and he's 10 feet from me. His head is right there, you know? So I grab my shotgun and I pop up and what, I mean, it just, it jumped, it started flapping, it took off. I got a flyaway shot. Nice. And it, it hit it in the neck and it went down the hill. I sprinted down the hill after it and got a kill shot on it, but it was a 22 pound bird, eight and a half inch beard, inch and an eighth inch, or, or one and an eighth inch uh, furs. So uh, just a beautiful bird. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Dude. Took it in the taxidermist yesterday. So stuff. Oh, you did take it in? Yep. Oh, yep. man, that's awesome. That's your first bird, man. That's going to last you forever as long as you maintain it. First Tom. First Tom, man. I can't I, I can't wait to get it back. You know, just dropped it off yesterday. I'm already like jonesing for it. Right. Dude, that's awesome, man. Especially you got the flyaway shot, too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that is. My, my uncle, because you're well aware my family lives, you know, I have family out there. And my uncle right. last year, I think it was last year, he was calling or he was turkey hunting or whatever. And he had a, a Jake come out or a a Jake and a Tom or something like that. Anyways, he, they had gotten up and, and flew and he said he, he threw He, they were on the fly and he magic BB this Tom at like 70 yards, dude. Yeah. Dude. It, at, yeah. You and I have talked about that before that magic BB where you don't want to take that shot, but sometimes you have to shot works out. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, put it this way. It's like a goose. I mean, dude, you really, Unless you shoot it in the head, if it's on the ground, you have to shoot it in the head. You shoot it in the body, it's like the yeah the the pellets just pop right off it, right? But yeah, yeah, like body armor. You're you're the one that told me about that. You know, don't shoot it on the ground. Those wings are just gonna absorb everything. And yeah. Then now you've got an animal flying away or walking away. You don't right. Want to do that. So. so my my thought on it is always been if you're gonna take a long shot on a bird, you need to make sure it's in the air. You know, yep. you really do, because that's what exposes its underbelly. That's what exposes its net. You know what I mean? It's like, so that, I mean, I've never shot a turkey. Uh, I missed one in Michigan two years ago with a crossbow. My my cousin Ryan says I missed on purpose. It wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> I miss a lot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it it is what it is. It's one of those things. But, dude, that's awesome. You got your first bird. What um, what do you got going on this year for hunting-wise? You, you going to, are you going to, because what, what's the bird limit out there for a spring turkey? Uh, I it's as many tags as you want to buy. So it's 15 bucks a tag. And since I'm hunting private land, I can get as many as I want until a quota runs out. Wow. And obviously I'm not going to be stocking up 30, 40 turkeys. Right. Uh, and if, if the first week of the season was any indication of how the rest of the season would go, then I'm going to get one more tag. I've got, uh, I've got about a turkey and a half in the freezer right now. So I'm definitely going to go for another bird. Uh, just happened to be lucky that the first Tom that I got was a giant Tom. Yeah, that's he awesome. He had some, some big curly spurs on him, so I, I was just just elated. Right, right. So basically, you're gonna finish out your turkey season. What uh, excuse me. What what um, what else you got planned this year? Are you gonna do anything? I mean, you're you're pretty close yeah. to other states, so are you gonna go out of state? You gonna just hang tight and hunt deer? Like, what do you got going on? Oh yeah, definitely hunting deer here. Uh, I've got some some giants on trail cam, some big eight points, a couple six points, and this was as of January, mid January. So 
a lot of deer activity out here and it's right. 200 yards from my house you know what i mean so yeah. we're gonna be doing a, a whole lot of fishing a little bit of uh, traveling but i mean you can't go five miles without running into something you can fish so right. my wife's a big uh fisher woman as they say i guess yeah uh, she's got hmm. more gear than than most people that i know so We'll definitely do some fishing and uh, get some deer in, in the freezer for sure. That's awesome, dude. Make sure, you know, January, you had deer on camera in January. Hopefully they drop their sheds close to your house, man. And, you know, you should probably be out there looking for sheds right now with your dog after turkey season. You know, maybe you can find yeah. those sheds. That would be real cool. Yeah, we got about 10 acres, and, and, you know, it's surrounded by another 150 acres, just all wooded and just tons and tons of deer so i've been out looking for sheds looking for morels and and just waiting for it to get a little bit warmer there is a a lot of a lot of brush in the forest so it's kind of hard to see but right like i said my dog i gotta get her back into training i gotta gotta get a shed so she can uh, learn that scent yeah yeah absolutely you should definitely work with that dog she's gonna be the key to finding it and that stuff if you can get her on the smell of that stuff you know absolutely that's awesome dude well you know, uh, I think it's awesome, you know, that you're out there, you're finding success. It's a bummer you left. You know, I got a lot of urban hunting out here still to do, and, and you know, those were the good old days. But, you know, I do go back and forth to Michigan, um, you know, every other year or whatnot. So hopefully one day I'll be able to cruise out and check out your place. Absolutely. You guys are welcome anytime. Hit me up. I got I got room for you for sure. Hey, man, real quick, dude, uh, let's give yourself a plug. Uh, any Anything you want to say? You got anything else you want to say? No, I think you got it covered. Um, eight Steel Town. I'm from Pittsburgh, like I said, so Steel Town for sure. Go Steelers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right on. On yeah. hard, guys. Take your take time to do it right and do your research. Go scout it uh, and keep hunting. Right on, yeah. man. Well, we appreciate it. John, you got anything? No, nope, just thanks, Jesse. Good bird story, and thanks for your input. Appreciate it. And uh, that's all we got. That's just, it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Thanks. Appreciate it, dude. All right. Yep. So hang on the line, hang on the line, Jesse, real quick. So we're going to put you on mute real quick. Got it. And that's about it. That's it, buddy. Yeah, good dude. Good dude. He's a good dude. All right. Just remember, Victory Archery. Check out the arrows if you're looking for arrows. Yep. SCHoutdoors.com. Great form. Yep. Archery Geek Custom Strings. Check them out. Ridge 15 for your promo code. 15% off, guys. Yep. Good strings. Guaranteed to put deer on the ground. (laughs) Well, you know, nothing's guaranteed, but all right. (laughs) All right. Peace out.